Rabbi Isaiah, good morning. A good Erev Shabbos. Erev Shabbos, Kodesh. Pashas Mishpatim, Tavshin, Pei Beis. And it's also Erev Shabbos, Kodesh, Shabbos Mavorchim. We're going to bench the new month, the month of other Rishon. Ah, we already have the ability, a double a double other this year, to be able to think about Mishanichnas Adam Marben Besimcha. And it's a Shabbos, which we just finished in Eretz Yisrael, and in Yerushalayim and in the north, a big snow day. And I understand that the east coast of the United States is all supposed to have a lot of snow. So snow, <coughs> shelig, as we say in the Hebrew, always brings a newness, a freshness. And it reminds us that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he's the creator of the world. How is it possible to see literally tons and tons of white, fluffy, icy material that falls down and it stops the traffic and it also creates a playground for the young and the old and it also represents Lavan which is Tahira, Kedusha all elements of the greatness of the creator the creator of the world the creator of mankind and therefore we should contemplate and think about those things as well so hopefully we'll say a story a good snow story at the end of the Devar Torah Parshas Mishpatim, we know we're all familiar with it. We're familiar with the famous words of Rashi, Ve'elah HaMishpatim, why do we have the Vav? And the Vav is the Vav HaChibor. It comes to teach us, Ma'elu B'Sinai, Af'elu B'Sinai. Parshas Mishpatim follows right after the parish of Kabbalah Satira. And the Torah is teaching us a great lesson. That one might think, one might contemplate and say that the laws which we're in, we're going to learn this Shabbos, which is really parshas of Ben Adam Lechaveiro of different laws which we find it starts out with the Evadivri, but then it goes into the Arba of Nizikin, and it goes into stealing, and if your person damages another person, all the laws which we find in Choshen Mishpat, and a person might think that these are just laws which we find in every society, and. There's logic, a lot of logic that, that, that is found in it. So what's so special about the Jewish laws? The Torah tells us, no. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu is putting this into our world that we should recognize that it's not just a man-made law, but it's a God-given law. So I brought down that Rav Baruch Ber, when he would learn the Shnayim Ochs and Betalas, Two people holding on to the towel, Zermer Shalihu, Zermer Shalihu, Zermer Animatsasiyah, Zermer Animatsasiyah. What do we say? We say, Yachlaiku. We split it in half. Reb Baruch Ber would say, Ah, the Rabban Islam, Hakarish Borchu Zokt Yachlaiku. The Rabban Islam says, Yachlaiku. When the, the, the Psak Allah Yachlaiku by us is not just the Yachlaiku, which is dependent upon the Sephora, but it's a Seichel it's Eloki. It comes from the Rabban Islam. And we know there's all kinds of dinim. A person learns Baba Kama, so he knows that there's all kinds of questions. There's Migoyz and there's Migoy Lahaitzi. And then if a person learns Baba Kama, we know there's the Shor, the Bor, the Mavin, the Hever, all of these things. If When a person goes into it and sees all the details, we see everything is in the details. And the details are Sinaidic. They're literally, they come, they thunder from the same Sinai that the halachas of um, the Rebbeinu Shemanuch Yashem said, 
and the, all the different laws which come, they're only elements of the Rebbein Hashem's great, great seichel. So a gewaltige word from the Satmar Rebbe, Heilige Satmar Rebbe of Yehlish, Zeichel Zadik, Gottes Levracha. He asked the question that we know that the Shulchan Aruch was written in with four different parts. There's Arachayim, there's Yeridea, there's Ebenezer, and Choshen Mishpat. We're all more familiar with the Arachayim aspect of it. We, learned, we, we try to learn Mishnah Brura, the great Chibur of the, of the Chafetz Chaim. And um, then there comes the different laws, Yeridea, the laws of Kashrus, and the laws of Nida. Then you have the laws of Ebenezer, marriage, Choshen Mishpat, which is the laws of damages, the laws which we go into a Bezin, and they're very, very applicable even today. And we, ha- we know that we have to go to a Bezdin in order to Paskin. So that's the last of all of the, of all of the uh, tours, the different volumes. So the question is, if we see that from the parishes Mishpatim, that right after Sinai, they spoke about the Indian of Chayshim Mishpat. So we should have had the Chayshim Mishpat, should have, should have been the first thing that a person should learn. Just as an aside, it's worthwhile to know that Revolbi writes that uh, Rabbi Saul Salanter used to give Shiurim and Chayshim Mishpat to the Talmidim. And Revolbi said he doesn't understand why we only learn, why we only learn Mishnabur and Archaim. Really, the yeshiva should have halacha chaburas learning Chayshim Mishpat because there's so many halachas which come about which unfortunately yeshiva Baruchim do not learn. But it just strengthens the question, why is it that Chayshim Mishpat was put last and it wasn't put first especially based upon the fact that we see that Parshas Mishpatim, the first thing we speak about are the Inyanim of the Mishpatim laws bin Adam Lechaveiro. So the Zatmar Rebbe says a Gevald Gevort. There's a simon in the beginning of Shulchan Aruch Mishpat where the, it's brought down that a person should always try to make, when you go to Bezdin, the first thing that Bezdin should try to do is to make a Pshara. It's in Hilchas Dayanim. Mitzvah leimer l'baleidinim b'tchila. There's a mitzvah to, to say to the different uh, uh, people that are coming to din. Hadinatim reitzim ayapshara. Do you want to have the judgment or do you want to have a pshara? Pshara is a compromise. We always try to look for compromise, and it says v'chol bezdin shaisim pshara areizim shubach. Any bezdin that makes a compromise, that's really the best bezdin. The um, I had to go to. I went to a bezdin a few times, and the first thing the bezdin always tries to do is they ask you this question: Do you want to have a din, or do you want to have a pshara? Compromise is always the best thing. Uh, there's a gavaldik remez that the balhaturim brings down in the beginning of the parsha. Famous balhaturim. Balhaturim says um, on the pasuk ve'ela mishpatim. So zok tehelikah balhaturim. Let's find the Balaturim over here. It's in the front. The first of Balaturim is over here. The Balaturim says that the word Mishpatim, Ha Mishpatim stands for Hadayim, Mitzuvah, Sheyase, Pishara, Terem, Yase, Mishpat. Ha Mishpatim, Hadin, Hadayim, Mitzuvah. Shiyase Pishara Terim Yase Mishpat. It's really incumbent upon the Dayan for him to make a Pshara, to make a compromise before he does Mishpat. So the concept of Pshara is embedded into the fabric of going to the court system because we know when it comes to Benadam Chavera, there's really no winners. We don't want to have a situation 
that one person feels that he lost completely and the other person won completely. It's worth more worthwhile to make a compromise. A compromise, someone wins, someone loses, he doesn't feel as bad. It's a lot easier for him to accept it. So, if we would start out with the association with Chashim Mishpat, where everything's dependent upon Pesharah's making compromises, then compromise would become an integral part of our behavior when it comes to halacha. And then when it would come to the halachas of Arachayim, when it comes to Hilchah Shabbos, when it comes to, is it this thing, is this pot kosher, is it not kosher, Yeridea, Negea to the halachas of Ebenezer, to, a, to a, all different halachas which you can find in Ebenezer. If a person's always looking for pshara's, always trying to make compromises, compromises, unfortunately, in the other areas are not really the proper thing. A person has to know, there we have to, we have to follow the din. Person has to know when I have to be machmer, I have to be machmer. When I can be mekel, I can be mekel. So zokta helikas That's the reason why we didn't start out with the shulchan aruch with the nyanim of chayshin mishpat. I know there's a few neriakov talmidim who are studying chayshin mishpat. It's worthwhile if they hear this. They should know to be able to say this over and to be able to understand it. Ah, the the the, the, the all the dinim are ben adam achaveiro, ben adam achaveiro. This is really the way we have to look at the parsha of Dinim. We see in this week's parsha, it also speaks about the Dayanim. It says, and it says, The Dayanim, they have to be so far removed from any sort of Nagias. I saw a Gavaldik of Art, and someone said over from the daughter of Rebellion Meir Bloch, Rebbezin Chasya Sarotskin, who I happen to have known. She was an Ishid Sidkani, one of the survivors. She was the only daughter that survived the war and she married a blazer Sarotskin and she eventually moved to Telstone after they lived in Cleveland. They built Kirat Telstone. So the Rebison Chasius Sarotskin, she said, why does the Torah say Midvar Sheker Tirchuk? It could have said, Loise Shaker. A person should not say Sheker. The answer is that a lot of times a person doesn't say Sheker. It doesn't mean that he's saying the Emes. The Torah tells us Midvar Sheker Tirchuk. A person has to look for those things, those negias, those influences that each person has, unfortunately, negia, it's a family member, it's a relative, it's someone that's close to him, and all of a sudden he looks at things in a different light. And the, the, the Torah is telling us, Midvar Tirchuk, remove all of those negias, and that's why it's related to the Indian of Shoichad, that a person, that the Dayanam now to take Shoichad. This is a great, great lesson. That it's teaching us also. My Eilu B'Sinai, Af Eilu B'Sinai. Hakadosh Baruch Hu is completely the dinim of emes. And when we judge, we have to know we have to judge things with an emes to kipshat. The aside of the Arba of his nezikin we find also in this week's parsha. Ah, the whole Baba Kama is mavashir. It's really unbelievable. And um, I have two grandchildren. Last night, just happens to be my grandson Shlomo Yehuda Lift over son is eleven. And a half, I think he's going to be 12 already. He just told me he got it. He said, Zaydi, Ani, Yitzlachti, Kibalti, Asiti, Mifchan, Al Kol, Perik HaMafkid, Shakla Batarya. He was able to learn all the whole entire Perik HaMafkid, Shakla Batarya, Balpen. He got a hundred on it. And another grandson, I'm just saying, over not for bragging rights, sit to tell us to see what the to bragging rights do, but to see what children are learning today. My other uh, grandson, Avram Tzvi, who's learning Babakama. Got it written, Bechin, and he's 
They sent me the copy of the written Bechin, and his Rebbe called me this week to tell me how much he's learning. Tremendous amount of schusim. When we learn the halachas of Dinim and we delve into the Torah, each prat is a chilek, but it's not just a chilek in law. I saw it brought down that Rabbi Yaakov Edelstein, whose yard site is today, Rabbi Yaakov was an unbelievable, unbelievable year. We were to go to him with some of the Ner Yaakov Talmidim, and he gave brachas, and he was really just a fantastic, let's say over a story about him in a second. But Rabbi Yaakov once met with a Supreme Court justice in Israel, a secular judge, and, oh, excuse me, the story was with Zalman Nehemiah Goldberg, whose yard site is also this week. He was a close friend with with, with Rabbi Yaakov Edelstein. So Rabbi Zalman Nehemiah was the son-in-law of, of, of Shlomo Zalman Arbach and was a great, great dayan. And so he once met a secular judge and he said to him, they had a discussion about certain laws and he said to him, why don't you study, you know, the lochas of Achosh Mishpat? You know, you study all different laws from the from American law to English law to Greek law. Have you ever studied the Shulchan Aruch? So the person said, no, I never studied the Shulchan Aruch. So Rabbi Yaakov says, what do we see from this? We see from this that, Rabbi said, what do you see from this? If you really had a thirst for truth, then you would have learned it. But you didn't want to learn the truth. You wanted to just to copy the laws that you heard from the non-Jewish people. Because you want to be like everybody else. But if you really be interested in the truth, you would have learned the laws of Chosh Mishpat. The laws of Chosh Mishpat are exact. For instance, we know <coughs> that if a person's animal damages another person, there's what's called Mamun Hamazik. Famous Chakira that we say over in the yeshivas, why you chayiv when your animal damages? Is it because Ishmira, because you weren't shimer your animal? Or is it because the animal is an integral part of a person's self? It's called Mamun Hamazik. And what's the, what's the depth of that concept of the Mamun Hamazik? You chayiv because of Mamun Hamazik. So I saw Rav Gedal Yashur brings down the Sefer in Or Gedal Yom. He brings down that just like we find by the Chamor of Pinchas Ben Yoyer, Pinchas Ben Yoyer's Chamor would not eat something which is treif. Because Pinchas Ben Yoyer was such a, 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 was such a, a Kaddish. So his, it wasn't Shaykh that his mammon, his property, should do anything which is incorrect. It affected even his animals. And therefore, a Yid has to know that if his animal is being mazik, it's because his mumman did not have the proper attachment, that he did not have the proper attachment to the way mumman should be treated. Remember hearing from Rav El-Yashudetzal that today the biggest shor hamazik is a car. A person has to realize you're holding a clean mashchis. The person would realize the laws of driving, how careful we have to be. Because mumman hamazik, it's an extension of, of a person's personality. If we take a look and we see there's different lumnesses that goes into it. We see that Taman Be'esh is Pater. Why is Taman Be'esh Pater? The answer is because the Maman HaMazik of Esh only goes up to a certain amount. Tashlume Nizik, Shein Va'ayin. Ah, we find a different halacha. We'll steer away from the... Again, that just shows us how much the Torah the, the, looks at the things and recognizes how really it's an extension of a person's Kedusha level and it's to higher level and that affects every single part of his life, even his mom and Amazik. We find in the Torah that there's, if a person buys an Ebed Ivri, six years he stays, the seventh year he goes out free. We find late, later on that there's a din of Shein Va'ayin, that if you hit your Ebed, then he goes out to Shein Va'ayin. But Rashi says that's only by an Ebed Kanani. But by an Ebed Ivri, there is no din of Shein Va'ayin. So I saw brought down from a Volbi. 
that there's a, di- a difference, a constitutional difference between an, the yachas of an Odin to an Evid Kanani and to an Evid Ivri. Evid Ivri, in the end of the day, he's Ach, he's your own brother. It's not Shaykh for you to knock out his teeth or an iron. And therefore, the Torah says, if you're not going to see the iron, no, you have to continue. You continue. He continues to remain by you by accident that had took place. But by an Evid Kanani, which is not an exact extension, he's not a, he's not a brother of yours. Okay, then we're afraid that you might come to hit him because you'll get angry at a, at a non-Jew because he's not part of your brotherhood. Then you have to know you're going to get a knas. The mishpatim are mishpat elokim. Ma'elu b'sinai, af'elu b'sinai. Rabbi, there are two fantastic stories which show us how a yid looks at life. We spoke about the snowstorm yesterday. We had a great snowstorm here and all the buses stopped. But look at the way great gedolim took a look at snow. One of the great Svartik, Talmid HaChachamim, one of the Rosh Hashivas of Parat Yosef, a contemporary of Chacham Avadia. I happen to remember him. Ah, what a great Talmud Chacham. They say over there, Rebbe Silver came to Herzl, he went to Parat Yosef, and he gave a shir in Yiddish, and Rebbe Zion was fluent in Yiddish, he also answered in Yiddish, and Rebbe Silver was dispelled from his lambdas, and he was dispelled from his Yiddish. One day there was a big snowstorm in Eretz Yisrael in Yerushalayim in those days, and the Bachrim Talmidim and the Yeshiv Parat Yosef was leaving after Mariv, and he's trudging through the snow, and he's going in a different direction than going home. And they said, Rebbe, where are you going? He said, there's a bar mitzvah of one of the mispalim that davens in his shul. And he's afraid that no one's going to be there because of the snowstorm. So he wants to go to Bim Sameach. And that's what happened. He trudged through the snow. And when he got to the hall, he saw that there were very few people. And the parents were very disappointed. But everyone knows snowstorms, what it can do for weddings and everything else. And when, they, when the family saw him and the Bachar Bar Mitzvah saw him, they were so happy. And he gave a great mazel tov. And he stayed for a few minutes. And then he said, oh, he's going to leave, but he's going to try to come back. So everyone was very happy that he came. They didn't expect him to come back. But what happened was he left. And then he went outside. In the old days, I don't know if you remember, there used to be something that's called a public telephone. And it was freezing cold. And he put, took out an asimon. And he picked up the phone. And he called the Talmud of his, who he knew he had access to Hatzalah vehicles. And he said, is it possible for you to get a Hatzalah vehicle that could go through the snow? I, if you can, yes. And he said, come pick me up. He picked them up. They drove back to the yeshiva. And Rebbe Abdensin Abishol went into the yeshiva and over to Rebbe Ezra, Ezra Atiyah, who was the Rosh Hashiva, was older than him. And he said to him, Rosh Hashiva, we have a Gavaldike Schus. There's a, a Simchas Bar Mitzvah Nadira. There's a very special Bar Mitzvah that no one is there. Would you like to come and join me? I have a car that's going to take you. And they took a few other Rosh Hashivas and they went to the hall and they came in and they made a whole matzah over there and they danced. And you can imagine the simcha that they gave to the chasen, to the chasen of our mitzvah, to his family. Not very few people that came. But Rabbi Tzir Abishol understood, oh, in the middle of the snow, it's an opportunity. Like we know, there's an Indian of a mace mitzvah. So he said, this is a chai mitzvah shemes. This is a, it's a chai mitzvah. A person that's alive, but it's considered like a mace because no one's there. And we have to make a tchiyas ha-mesim. Ah, Rabbi said last night, they said there was a chassan and a kalad that was stuck in the snow. And they had a hatzala uh, vehicle that came to take them home after the wedding. Just a little bit of a taste of what it is to be 
and to use the snow, Rabbi Isai, as an opportunity for us to grow as well. We spoke about Rabbi Yaakov Edelstein's his yard site is today. We have to say over a Maisa from him, and then we'll end off with a Maisa with Rabbi Nassim Svizatzal, and then we'll wrap it up as we say. Rabbi Yaakov used to have hundreds and hundreds of people that would come to him. He was a Dayan, he was a Paisik, he was a Rosh Koilu. He was, he's the brother of Yabadal Chaim Tovim, Rabbi Gershon Edelstein. When Rabbi Yaakov got, got older and wasn't well, Rabbi Yaakov, Rabbi, Ezra, Rabbi Gershon tried to convince him he should try to slow down a little bit because he always used to have people come to his house. He had no gabai, and people would come to his house all hours of night. And he said, maybe you should slow down with the other things and not have as many people come. So he said, no, people come, they have tzaris. If Even if I can't answer them, just listening to them, that would, that's also a chesed that I could do for them. And it got to the point where he had a, 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 some sort of stroke. I'm not sure exactly what it was. He wasn't able to speak. And the only way he could communicate was he used to write pitakim. He used to write pieces of paper. And he would, there he would give the answers of saying Tillim and Kabbalahs and different things that he used to have. He had a gavaldik, a gavaldik, a messiah, exactly how to take about shaduchim and people didn't have children. And this went on for many, many months. And then the doctors decided they're going to do an, op- an operation. And they hoped the operation would be successful. And after a few months, they said, we want you now to try to speak with your vocal cords, which he had not used for many, many months. And he opened up his mouth. What do you think the first things that he said was? The first things that came out of his mouth were the words, what an amazing thing. Everyone was waiting. What's the first thing? Is that you didn't say, oh, get me a glass of water. <laughs> you know, Shalom Aleich, how's everything? No, <clears throat> he didn't waste time. The main thing is he was able to get out the words, give out the words. What can I say? Thank you, Rabbi Nisham, that you returned to me, to my, my nefesh, and I'm able to be alive. And this is a great lesson for all of us. Last Maisa, Rabbi Zai. Parshish Mishpatim. Rabbi Nassim Tzvi Zatzal. Ah, Rabbi Nassim Tzvi was the consummate Rosh Hashiva who cared about every single Talmud. And where did he learn it from? He learned it from Reb Lazy Yehuda Finkel, the great Rosh Hashiva, who was the grandfather of his, of his Rebbetzin. And Reb Nassim Tzvi, when he was a Bachar, he came to the Yeshiva at a young age. Everyone's familiar with the story. And eventually, at one point, he used to learn with different Talmud Chachamim. And at one point, he went home uh, first few months when he came to Shiva, he slept in the Rashiva's house. And then later on, he moved into the dormitory. And then a few months later, at a certain point, or a few months later, a year later, I'm not sure exactly how much, he went home for a vacation. When he came back, Nebulei Judith said, I'm asking you, come move back into my house. Sleep in my house again. So he went and slept. They gave him a bed. And the next morning, with Muslims, he woke up. He saw that Nebulei Judith was standing over him, not disturbing him. And as soon as he woke up, Reb Lezuda went over to him and gave him a kiss on his cheek. And Reb Nassim Svi said that was very nadir. It wasn't something that Reb Lezuda gave to everybody else. And he says, I always felt that kiss had always remained with me. And that kiss Reb Nassim Svi had, he would use it, how he took care of so many and so many thousands of Talmidim in the Mir Yeshiva. Reb Nassim Svi himself said over that once he was able to, to do a kiruv in the Mir Yeshiva. It was a bachet that went off the derech. A boy that learned in the Mir Yeshiva, and he went off to Derech, and eventually he returned 
And this bocha came to Nassim Svi and he said to him, I want to tell you why I returned. Because there once was a wedding, in the middle of the wedding, everyone was dancing in the middle of the circle, and you came and you saw me and you dragged me into this, you brought me into the circle to dare with the chassan, you gave me such chashivas, you, you cared about me, and that always remained with me, so there was no way that I couldn't return to Yiddishkeit. Reb Nassim Svi said he always had hoped that he would remember every single Talmud in the yeshiva. When the yeshiva grew to five, six thousand Talmudim, he said, truthfully, I couldn't remember every person's name. But the Ava that I had for every single one was something which I had for every single Talmud. The ones that I knew their names and the ones that I didn't know their names. Rabbi Sai, these are the personalities that are steeped in the Mishpatim of the Torah. Ma'ela b'sinai, af'ela b'sinai. And we should take this into our lives. We should be zoichem Hashem. That this Shabbos, Shabbos Mavorchem, new month of other coming in, we should be zoichem Hashem to a, a good month for us, for all of Kleinsville, wishing everyone a wonderful Shabbos. Thank you very much for listening. We want to thank jfoundations.com. If you could sponsor any of our activities, be another way of addressing and being able to give over Torah to other people. Go on the website and show your support. Thank you very much for joining us.